Well, hey there, and welcome to a fresh episode of Show Me the Crypto. This week, we chat with Sarah Bauman, who is the founder of Women and Weapons. Ulf, what did you think about this episode? Yeah, it was lots of fun. Uh, we talked about everything Women and Weapons related from season two and what led to that to Nova, which is an upcoming character uh, built off the Women and Weapons NFT. And also we covered for new NFT artists, some of the helpful advice uh, breaking into the space. Yeah, and we interviewed Sarah previously and that was her whole backstory. So if you haven't checked that episode out afterward, feel free to check out episode one. But this was great. We got into all sorts of things like IP rights as an NFT collection, what some of the benefits of that are. We talked about crypto conferences, a ton of value packed into this episode. We hope you enjoy. Show me the crypto. <laughs> Show me the crypto. <laughs> Show me the crypto. In a world on the brink of disruption, two men will bring you clarity by interviewing some of the most intelligent and influential names in the blockchain world. Welcome to Show Me the Crypto with your hosts, Wade Patterson and Ulf Lonegren. Well, hi there and welcome to Show Me the Crypto. My name is Wade Patterson. And I'm Ulf Lonegren. We're a couple of friends from Canada who love learning about cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, and we're happy you're along for the ride. Whether you're a crypto virgin or you know your way around the block, we hope our interviews with some of the most intelligent and influential people in the blockchain space help deliver you with value. And on this episode, we're joined by returning guest and friend of the podcast, Sarah Bauman. Less than 15 months ago, Sarah was working a shift as an occupational therapist as an occupational therapist, when her Apple Watch began buzzing uncontrollably, alerting her that she had made her first NFT sale. The buyer, none other than Gary Vaynerchuk, and within seconds, all NFTs listed within her Genesis collection had sold out. Just one month later, Sarah unveiled season one of Women and Weapons, and today she has become one of the most successful and innovative artists in the NFT space. Sarah, welcome back to Show Me the Crypto. Hello, Wade and Ulf. I am so happy to be on with you guys for round two. Uh, clearly, I've missed you guys so much over the last year that I had to come back. That's oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're stoked to have you back on. <laughs> Love it. And Sarah, where I want to start is going back to, so considering September 2021 really wasn't that long ago, and considering everything that has transpired in the last 14 months, I know art has always been something you've been passionate about. So if your younger self, let's say your high school self, could see where you've become and the fact that you're doing art full time, what do you think the reaction would be? I think she would be positively shocked. <laughs> and I think she would say, your mom's never going to let you do that. There's no way. <laughs> um, which I think my mom probably still thinks that same things too. She's like, how did I ever let her do that? There's no way. Um, but yeah, I think she'd be blown away. So I know last time you were on the episode, you were talking about the fact that your mom had kind of nudged you to go into something different than art and occupational mm -hmm. therapist is the route you went. Now that everything's happened, like what is her reaction to, to what's going on? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a little bit past whenever I talked to you guys last that I actually fully quit working at the hospital. And it was definitely like a like a back and forth between her and I about me leaving the medical field to go into, you know, art and, and web three full time. Um, and finally, 
you know, we minted out in October and finally in January of 2022, she was like, you know what, Sarah, I think maybe you do need to do women and weapon and your art full time. Maybe this time. I was like, man, I'm so glad you finally come too. So I think <laughs> she now realizes that I have an actual job, even though I am, you know, an artist and I am a founder, this is an actual job and is it is sustainable and it is real. And so she's totally on board. She's all for it. Uh, she loves seeing what we're doing, what we're building, what we're making. Uh, and uh, she's really come around. That's awesome. How does it feel just knowing you know, someone who maybe was originally not so with the idea is now on your team all for it. Guys, if I can make my mother a believer, we can make just about <laughs> anybody a believer. I'll tell you that much right now. It is, uh, it's something special. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And so just to give some history, when you were on the show last, it was a it was a big diff. Like the timing was far different when we talk about the the crypto market and where big things time. are at. Uh, ETH was actually currently around almost four thousand dollars US. So mm -hmm. it was uh, near the peak of the bull run. Things were looking real good, and it was a much different place. So my question for you is, you know, with where we are now in a bear market, everything's mm -hmm. down. What are your thoughts on the crypto market and the NFT market and how things have played out over the last year or so? Yeah, I mean, you know, my thoughts on the crypto market, I feel like should be taken very much with a grain of salt because I am certainly not a crypto maxi. I'm very much an NFT maxi, I guess you could say. Um, but I think, you know, just about any any industry is going to have its ebbs and its flows, right? Um, myself and Jake, my husband and my co-founder, we're, we're big believers in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, and so we're always going to be buying more um, because we do believe in the value of it and believe that it's, you know, going to go back up. And, you know, we could be proven wrong. That's absolutely a possibility. But, you know, from a personal standpoint, I think that that it will have a resurgence. Um, but, you know, I think we've hit some really crazy hard times, some really crazy twists and turns that were completely, you know, unexpected, right? Um, but I anticipate that we'll probably find solutions because I think just about out of any hard time, uh, incredible solutions are often developed or fixes to the problems are developed. And so I anticipate that we'll probably have some really exceptional uh, developments just coming out as a result of uh, the hard times that we've faced. Um, and in regards to NFTs, you know, I think that that this bit of a bear market has allowed us to see a lot of builders coming to fruition. Uh, we've seen a lot of people uh, put their thinking caps on and get really creative um, and noodle on some new ideas and really break out of kind of the box that we were seeing happening within the NFT space and, and start developing some new uh, eras of movement within the NFT space and some new things are being built. Um, and so, you know, it's been hard. It's been hard for a lot of people, but I do think that there are some positives in it in regards to uh, seeing how things are building, how people are being creative and how things are pushing forward. Yeah, I mean, one uh, silver lining, if we want to call it that, potentially is, I mean, everything's down right now. And you could look at that as a potential buying opportunity. And when we talk about yeah. the NFT space, I mean, let's face it, a lot of the reason NFT space blew up like it did was because of speculators coming in and wanting mm -hmm. to, you know, buy NFTs in hopes that prices would rise. Again, not financial advice, but in your opinion, 
could this be a buying opportunity for those looking, you know, maybe further down the line, not for a quick flip, but maybe, hey, this could be a good time to buy NFTs when in the future, you know, the market could turn around for those who believe in it. Yeah. I mean, again, prefacing with not financial advice, but, for sure. uh, you know, I think that if you can afford it, this is an exceptional time to jump in. Uh, you know, myself and Jake, we are certainly buying right now. We're continuing to buy the dip. Um, and I think that anybody who's been NFT curious, crypto curious, whatever it may be that wants to uh, get in at a time that's perhaps a little bit more safe uh, in regards to the price point, uh, this is certainly an opportune time to do so. And again, not financial advice. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Well, speaking of Jake, I had the chance to be to meet both yourself and Jake at VCon this earlier this year. And one of the things that that blew my mind, I shouldn't have been so surprised, but like was just how long the lineup was to meet you two and to get to your booth. You've got part of the booth backdrop behind you right now for our audience watching on oh, YouTube. And I'm just wondering, like, what did that feel like? To like again, going back to September 2021 and just your first NFT sale happening to six to eight months later, all of that and having a true dedicated fan base. What was that experience like for you? Um, you know, eternally grateful to Gary, to Maha, to Avery, the entire uh, Vayner and V Friends teams for having me there. That was a true blessing. Um, but really just I mean, blew my mind whenever I started seeing a line developing. I was like, no freaking way. This is bonkers. <laughs> um, and what was really cool about it is I had a lot of people who didn't even know me or Women and Weapons, but just wanted to come up and have the opportunity to get to know me, get to kind of see what I was about to get to kind of learn a little bit about what Women and Weapons was about, which was really, really, I mean, huge. Just the fact that people were taking the time to wait in line just to kind of learn a little bit what I was about and what Women and Weapons was about was, you know, extremely humbling. And I was extremely grateful for it. But um, not going to lie, I think I still don't believe that that was real life. Like I, <laughs> I think I still pinch myself and I'm just like, no, me? No, definitely not. So uh, still blown away, still grateful and um, really had an opportunity to get to know a lot of people more in depth through that whole experience, get to spend some time chatting with people, learning about them and their experiences and so on. And that I'm, I'm eternally grateful for because uh, people sharing their stories with me is really special. Something I keep in my heart for sure. So is there any word if you will have the same kind of level of, I guess, like being part of NFT land as it was called for v VCon number two? Or do you know where that's at? TBD. Uh, I don't have any information on that just <laughs> yet, but I'm sure you guys will hear whenever whenever I hear. Perfect. Cool. And, and after VCon... Uh, shortly after you released the Women and Weapons season two. Yes. So what can you tell us about season two and what was sort of like the inspiration around why, you know, why do a season two in the first place? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, we had a lot of people who were constantly messaging us saying, you know, I'm a really big fan of Women and Weapons. I love y'all's ecosystem. I want to get in, but I can't afford uh, women and weapons season one, will there ever be a season two? So that was one point. Um, and that's another point as to why we did, um, basically an open edition mint at a very, uh, attainable price point. Um, but part two, I'm also an artist, right. And, uh, I wanted to be able to continue delivering and making artwork. And also, uh, we airdropped on a one-to-one -one basis, a season two character to our women and weapons season one holders. So it was, 
an additional perk for our, for our season one holders, um, but also allowed me to expand upon our lore a little bit further in regards to what is women and weapons and what is the story behind women and weapons, which kind of came from my crazy brain. Uh, the story for it is like a mashup of the radium girls from the 1920s, uh, the space race of the 1960s, and then, you know, women working in the war force and in the factories during the 40s. So it was kind of like a little bit of a mashup of all of that that inspired the lore for the transition of season one to season two. And so was that something that was in your mind for a while? Like you wanted to put that into art or like, how did all of those ideas come together? Yeah. I mean, pretty much since season one minted, I was pretty certain that I wanted to do a season two so that I could expand upon the storytelling a little bit further, um, but also give back to our community and also have an opportunity to create some more artwork. Um, and so that was something that was in the back of my head pretty much since season one happened. Um, and it just happened to be what, like seven, no, eight, nine months later that we did season two drop from season one. So as you know, it takes time to uh, make a 10,000 plus piece collection. <laughs> I would imagine, I would imagine. Yes, yeah. Do you think, like, is the current um, format or like typical formats of NFTs and NFT drops limiting for artists like yourself who want to tell a story that evolves over time? Or do you think, no, I mean, you know, it's working out all good. You know, what are some of those potential limitations and um, or does it work really well as a medium? Um, you know, I think it's it very much varies dependent upon the person, dependent upon the project, dependent upon the story that wants to be told. Um, and I don't think by any means that anybody should be feeling like they're bound to the box of like, 8,888 pieces or 10,000 pieces or anything of that sort. Um, you know, I've seen collections like Power of Women that have dropped, you know, a much smaller number of pieces and have been extremely successful. And they've had the opportunity to really tell their story through that. Um, and so, you know, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that you have to do it. Um, and if it doesn't work for what you're wanting to build out, then don't do it. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of been the... Uh, template thus far, but it doesn't have to continue to be. How important has networking and collaborations been for you so far? And I guess to preface that question, you know, again, going on VCon, one of the side events that I had the opportunity to attend was one that you were putting on along with a couple of other, I think three other women-led projects. And I was there. It's great. I met a ton of people and like Eva Longoria was there and I'm like, what yeah. the heck? Like, I mean, it's just one of those things, but like, like how key has that been collaborating with others in the industry? Yeah, well, you know, I think whenever I entered into the space and a lot of us entered into the space back in 2021, a lot of us had a mindset of having a collaborative ecosystem. Not everything has to be about competition and there's plenty to go around for everybody, right? Um, and so we did that event with World of Women, with uh, Women Rise and with Boss Beauties uh, in collaboration with Coinbase and the Female Quotient. Um, and this was something that we really wanted to do together to show that uh, ethos of collaboration to not only our holders, not only to the NFT space and the community, but really to anybody who's wanting to jump into the Web3 space. This is an 
this is something that's here is collaboration and community. Um, and this is something that's really special about our space right now. And so um, I hope that this is, this is something that continues, that we see people continuing to uplift one another and help each other's hand up. Um, but, you know, I think it's eternally important, um, especially in a new and burgeoning space to be able to support one another, lift one another up, help each other thrive. Um, like I said, there's plenty to go around. And I think that the networking, of course, is always going to be fabulous. I think for, you know, whether you're an artist, whether you're a founder, whether you're a business person in finance, in creative, whatever it may be, networking is always going to be extremely important. Um, and certainly there's, what is, what is the saying? You catch more bees with honey than you do with, what is it? Who? I don't know. I'm not familiar like with so this far. one. Sorry, sorry. Is this, is this an American saying? Is it, is I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's always good to be good to others, to network, uh, to be there for each other. And that's that's my mindset and, and my ethos as well as Women and Weapons. Nice. And so on the subject of collaboration, you've had some uh, really awesome collaborations, Instagram, Coinbase, Uniswap, to name a few. So how did those come about? You know, is if, if you're... Uh, an emerging NFT artist, uh, for those listening, you know, what advice can you give, uh, in order to try and arrange collaborations, uh, to help you with your project? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I think we learned with our season two launch was that, um, really having a pitch and a proposal ready, um, and then not only having it ready, but offering as much of a white glove service as you possibly can whenever it comes to that ask is extremely important. Um, you know, of course, there may be partners that find you and reach out to you, which is always wonderful. Um, but you may also want to reach out to partners, right? Um, and if you can have already a plan with like bullets on how you would execute said plan and, you know, what would go into it, that's going to make it 10 times easier for that partner to say yes to you than it is to just go to them and say, hey, I love what you're doing. I want to collaborate with you. What do you think? Because then that's going to put a lot more work on that partner's plate. Um, and so as much as you can offload for them and really come to them with a plan and come to them with a structure, I think you're more likely to hit a home run that way. So how big has the the Women in Weapons team grown to? Like I know you and Jake are w working full time on it, but do you have other employees as well? Yeah, so we do have other employees. Uh, not everybody's full time, uh, but we have one of our friends who's also Canadian. Uh, his name is Steph. He does a lot of our, our video production and content. Uh, we have Dane, who does our community management. We have Laura, who we just recently onboarded, um, who's doing our partnerships, and then myself and Jake. Um, and then, of course, a lot of back end as well, like with taxes and legal and so on. So our team is uh, it's fruitful. Uh, it's a wonderful team of individuals. With really incredible brains who, you know, have come together to really build something super awesome and execute well. I love that on the subject of, of building, you know, this is something I like to sort of dig into whenever we get the chance because building at it this time, I think is important to discuss, you know, being yeah. a bear market, being in a, uh, an industry that is so governed by the market, you know, what's it like to be building in a bear market? Do you feel there's advantages? I mean, I feel like the disadvantages are easy to point out, but what do you think maybe are some of the advantages to building in a bear market? 
I actually think there's a lot of advantages. Um, you know, whenever things were bonkersville, USA, like a total bull market, you don't have a lot of time to build. You're in a lot of meetings. You're at a lot of conferences. There's a lot going on. Right. Um, and so there's not as much of that quiet time to really think, to get creative, to build and so on. And so I think that the bear market with it has brought some quiet time that's allowed all of us to get creative, to really think, um, to be really, um, choosy with our partnerships and really execute well with those partnerships. And so I think a lot of, you know, this bear market we're either seeing or going to be seeing soon. Um, because I think a lot of us founders have had founders, artists, everybody have had a lot of time to think and, and be a little bit more creative than perhaps we were being, you know, six months ago or so. Speaking of being creative, something that that caught Ulf's and my attention a few months ago, I think, was this concept of the rise of Nova. And we've yes. just been super interested. And, and recently, we've seen more hints being posted about uh, what's going on, on on social media. But can you just tell our audience, for somebody who's not familiar, what is the rise of Nova all about? Yeah. So one of the things that I've said for a while now has been that one of my goals is to bring our characters to life. Um, and so Nova is actually a season two character for us. Um, and she is going to be the first of bringing our characters to life. So she's a fully rigged 3D animated character, rigged for motion capture. Um, and she's going to be going live on vertical social platforms. So think TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. Uh, she's probably going to be going live on Twitter and so on. Um, and so she's going to really allow us to bring our lore to life, bring a little bit more of our our attitude to life, right? Um, but she's also going to be a non-extractive, sustainable uh, business model for us and allow us to continue to deliver perks, discounts, deliverables, um, and, and partnerships to our community, right? Um, I'm really excited about building out her her little personality because I think she's going to be really quirky and really sassy. Um, <laughs> and I think that she's really going to hit it off with people. Um, but she's essentially going to be something that's going to allow us to reach out of our Web3 cocoon being, you know, Twitter and Discord and start reaching people on other platforms, uh, perhaps where they're more comfortable being those vertical social media platforms, right? Um, and so she can be something that's allowing us to help onboard more people into Web3 and help educate people in Web3 without being, you know, so forceful about it, without being so overwhelming um, and also providing entertainment. And she's going to have an opportunity to partner with various brands um, and, you know, be something that's just really exciting to see coming to life from the Web3 ecosystem outside of the Web3 ecosystem, if that makes sense. There's so much to unpack there. <laughs> I want to start at the sort of technology side and this whole thing being motion capture. I mean, I, I, I presume a lot of people don't really know how that works. I sure don't. I, from what I've seen in like, um, you know, what you see in when they're doing like behind the scenes for movies and stuff, it looks like you're wearing a suit and you got a bunch of circles on you and something <laughs> follows you around. But yeah. can you describe the technology a little bit and like, Who's doing this motion capture? Is that you behind the the face? Uh, it Yes. Uh, it's gnarly guys. It is some <laughs> gnarly tech. Like, uh, we actually went and did some training for all the tech and everything. So I'm, I'm quite literally in a motion capture suit, which has, um, basically little 
gizmos and gadgets on your various joints that helps map out uh, where your joints are and where they are in space and basically translates that information to the computer. So I am the human in the suit. Uh, I am also Nova's voice, uh, which some people may recognize, some people may not. Uh, sorry if it's upsetting. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been really, really gnarly, uh, just learning all the technology and, and really bringing it to life. But it's something that we're really excited about to kind of build out a little bit of an animation arm to, uh, women and weapons. Um, and it's really fun kind of watching my movements and seeing how they translate onto the computer. And I will tell you, if there's one thing that's really weird, it's trying to figure out where on earth to make eye contact whenever you're doing it, because like you're not looking at a human and you're not looking at a camera. You're quite literally just looking out into thin air. So I have to try my best to like find a focal point, and like continue to look at said focal point. Otherwise, I'm like, you know, her eyeballs are going all <laughs> over the place and it doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, it's it's way more uh, intense than I think a lot of people would anticipate. No kidding. That's that's incredible that that you guys are doing that. And then in terms of you, you had mentioned some some brand sponsorships or possibilities. And I know that this episode is going to be released Monday, December, I don't know, 20 something. But yeah. I think that there's one that's going to be announced before then. So what is yes. that sponsorship? Yeah. So today's Thursday, but this is coming out on Monday, so I can yep. say it. Yep. Um, but she's actually going to be partnering with Cameo. Um, and so cool. she's going to be nice. on Cameo. Uh, she's going to be able to deliver you or your loved ones, or if you know you have friends, hopefully you do, uh, a special message if you want that. Um, so we will have that on all of our social platforms and on all of, uh, Nova social platforms as well. Uh, so she'll be on TikTok, She'll be on Twitter. She'll be on Instagram. Uh, she'll be on YouTube shorts as well. And so you'll be able to go there and find her cameo link if you want to head there and have her deliver a special message. That's uber sassy to somebody, uh, <laughs> and hopefully make their day and make them laugh a little bit. I love it. And how much of this is like, we just saw so much development in the sense of of metaverse and how many people are talking about it. And it seems like an inevitable future. But do you see that this is kind of a merge into that? Or like, what are your thoughts on on metaverse future in general and, and how women and weapons might fit into that? Yeah, you know, I think um, the metaverse is something that we are still very much working on, uh, I think, as an entire ecosystem on figuring out exactly what the metaverse will look like. So I certainly don't want to ruminate too heavily on what it potentially could be, because chances are good that whatever my ruminations are, are wrong. Um, but, you know, maybe Nova is a little bit of like a, a metaverse piece, right? You know, she's something that's coming born on the blockchain and kind of coming into the real world, but through social media. Um, and so perhaps this is kind of our segue into the metaverse that we're beginning to see. Maybe this is just the first step. Um, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Ulf, do you realize our audience has been either watching or listening to this episode for 20 minutes? 20 minutes? No, they should probably subscribe. Yeah, they should subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment and turn on notifications. And if you're listening to this podcast, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. So go check out the episode description. You can find all that information below. And we have an update on the NFT, don't we? That's right. 
We didn't previously mention this, but this NFT for OG supporter is a one of one. There will only be one of this kind ever minted. And we have a few surprises for the person who purchases it. The link is in the episode description. And back to the episode. So some of the other things you mentioned around Nova is, for one, sort of the personality being sassy and uh, and and fun to listen to and fun to follow along with. But what about the actual content itself? You know, what can we expect or what can but you know people expect who are maybe looking to go follow Nova? Uh, what types of content and, and discussions are going to be happening? Yeah. So I think Nova is going to be really sharing a bit more about like her personality, about her story, about her lore. Um, she's really going to be a character that we're building out. I mean, think about any character that you might love and how you fell in love with their story um, and how their story developed and evolved over time. Uh, it's going to be very similar with Nova, where you're going to get to learn a little bit more about her story, her uh origin story and kind of how it develops and uh, hopefully really fall in love with her. But, you know, she's also a social media influencer that somehow ended up in this social media influency sphere. Um, and so she's going to be following trends that are online. Of course, uh, she'll be at, uh, answering people's questions they post in the comments. Um, I'm sure she's going to be commenting on uh, current events uh, she will most certainly be talking a bit here and there about Web3 and NFTs and, you know, getting an opportunity to really introduce women and weapons to a different ecosystem aside from the NFT and the Web3 ecosystem. Um, but I think y'all are going to get a kick out of her personality and what a sassy little thing she is. Um, <laughs> uh, and I hope that people are really going to enjoy it. Does this give you an outlet to like say all the things that maybe you don't want to say as yourself as Sarah Bauman, but you can be like, I can put them through Nova? Honestly, kind of, sort of. Um, it's funny because like, you know how they always, or actors always talk about how they have to like get into character and kind of like frame their brain within the character. I realized that I, I kind of have to do the same thing. Um, and so it's, it's honestly not really like me that's coming across through Nova. It's, it's actually Nova that's coming across through Nova. Um, and so I, I want to say that a lot of what she says is something that, that Nova would say that Nova would develop, that Nova would feel. Um, and you know, not everything would be something that I would say. Some of it might be something that I would say. Um, but it's, it's going to be all her. This is, this is all my girl, my girl, Nova. <laughs> And tying Nova back to women and weapons, is that just sort of the origin of where Nova came from? Or will we see other, you know, in the future, more tie-ins and more Nova within the women and weapons universe? Yeah, so we'll hopefully see, I want to say almost more of the women and weapons universe in Nova uh, if that's a good way to flip it around, you know, like I said, she's one of the first characters that we're bringing to life, being that that was one of my big goals with Women and Weapons was to bring our characters to life. Um, and hopefully we're going to be able to bring more and more of our characters to life in a similar fashion. And so uh, if you consider our lore, if you guys, anybody listening, uh, if you head over to our website, you can actually read about the lore, the Women and Weapons season one to season two lore and kind of that story, which is kind of the zoomed out version of uh, where Nova is coming from. And then what she's talking about in her story is going to be kind of like the zoomed in microscope version of that lore. Um, and so people are going to get to hear a little bit about her or origin story, how she came about and kind of, uh, getting to fill in some of the blanks that maybe they had read with our lore and, uh, seeing how that kind of plays out on a more microscopic level. 
So one of the things your NFT holders have the benefit of is the IP to the NFTs that Mm -hmm. they own. And what are some of the examples that you've seen so far within the community of people using that? And do you expect or like what opportunities do you think are there in the future? Because in my mind, it seems like this is something that is being underutilized compared to how it could be in the future. Like, I really think that there's opportunities to take some of these mm-hmm. NFTs and really like one one prime example is with within Board Ape Yacht Club, Jenkins the Valet, mm-hmm. which became its own, like a book written by Neil Strauss, a whole other NFT launch off of that one character. Do you, could you foresee something like that as well with Women and Weapons? I know that's a complex question with a lot of branches to it, but what are no, your thoughts? No, that's, that's a fantastic question. I absolutely could see that. Um, you know, I think thus far, our community has been incredibly creative with what they've done with our IP or with their IP, I guess I should say. Um, like we saw BPI Sports who put their characters on the shuriken power, power, powder, power, mm-hmm. um, which is basically an energy powder. Um, and then we've seen girl in the verse who uses her women and weapons as her icon or her digital identity as she goes out and she interviews people on the street. And as she does her podcast, uh, we've seen sting and hot honey, which they've Halifax honey has put their women and weapons on their products. Um, and we've seen pink lady wah, which is, uh, another person who's utilized their character on a product. Um, but you know, I think we're going to see more and more people utilizing their IP to build out these various influencers, characters, uh, imagery on product packaging and so on, because not everybody may want to develop a character from scratch, right? But a lot of people have now these characters through NFTs and through Web3 that perhaps they've been really good at storytelling and they want to go ahead and start storytelling with that character. Um, and so I, I anticipate we'll be seeing a lot more of that. Like you said, with Jenkins the Valet, that's been so beautifully done. Uh, we've seen more people who have done incredible things with their board Ape characters. We've seen um, Leslie. Uh, she is a holder of World of Women and she's utilized her World of Women to actually go around as cool blue. Um, She dresses up as her World of Women character and she goes to various parties and like people take photos with her and so on and so forth. So a lot of people have done a lot of really interesting things with their IP and I'm excited to see how people get more and more creative with it. But I anticipate it's probably going to continue to do well and to ramp up and be utilized in more creative ways. Do you think we were kind of talking about... um like the challenges potentially before of like, let's say we were talking about collaborations and Mm -hmm. how you want to make it easy, uh, easier on those who you're sort of looking to partner with, make their lives easy. Do you think the same thing could be said when it comes to NFTs that provide, you know, the intellectual property rights for the NFT holders to actually then go take those NFTs and use them in for their own IP purposes? Is there something there that that maybe we haven't really tapped into within the NFT space for those types of projects yet? Uh, That's a tough question. Um, You know, I think whenever you're utilizing the IP of these characters, you're also having the opportunity to tap into a community. Um, And a lot of times, one of the hardest things about building a brand is building the community. And so whenever you do utilize that IP and you already have a, you know, 70,000 person, you know, several hundred thousand person 
community that's surrounded in that ecosystem, you kind of have a leg up. Um, you know, in regards to like the more legal aspects of it, I think that's going to be something that's, that's yet to be seen and something that I'd be intrigued to hear some more legal perspectives on. In terms of, um, how these, or how the IP is used and that type of thing, if there was ever anything that was like, I, I don't know what an example would be, but like being used the wrong way or something like really negatively is like, have you thought about that perspective? Like, hopefully that would never be the case. But if yeah. somebody was taking this and trying to like use it for like illicit products or something like that, like what would the the response be? I mean, clearly you're a separate thing and that they're doing their own thing, but like you'd hate for your, your imagery to be tied yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that would be a really big no-no uh, and something that we would certainly have to um, basically work with or work on with people that decided to make choices like that. Um, but, you know, I will say uh, knowing our community and knowing the people that are in our community and having the opportunity to really communicate with our commu community, I don't anticipate anything like that would ever happen or come to fruition. Um, and I. I mean, I personally haven't seen that being done yet. I don't know if you guys have, um, but I would hope that nobody would have the cojones to do something like that. That would be really unfortunate. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, it's such an extreme example, but I have wondered it from time to time of just like what, what would happen in that circumstance. But to get to a more positive note, one of the things <laughs> we were chatting about before we, we hit record was, uh, some of the crypto conferences and things yeah. like that. And so, uh, this past year, you went to a few. What was your experience like at those conferences? And what conferences are you eyeing down for, for 2023? I feel like we went to a bazillion conferences last year. Um, I think the ones that really made a, a thorough impact on us uh, were VCon, uh, Art Basel, Consensus, and South by Southwest. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, I think the more and more a lot of us are are you know, kind of talking about everything, we're realizing that um, one of the biggest ways that we're going to start onboarding more and more people into Web3 is to start reaching outside of our echo chamber, right? Um, and with a lot of these conferences that I've just named, we're seeing, you know, a bigger audience than just the crypto audience or just the NFT audience. Like with South by Southwest, as you know, that's very much a culture conference. Uh, there's music, there's education, there's a lot of different factors that go into South by Southwest. And, you know, most recently we've seen quite an NFT presence there. Um, and so I think it's a great opportunity to really be able to intermingle with people of a variety of different backgrounds and kind of educate one another, learn from each other, and perhaps even build new and, and more creative things. Uh, similar with Consensus, similar with Art Basel. Um, and then VCon, I just feel like VCon just knocked it out of the park last year uh, in regards to providing a lot of substance and um, like tangible activations for people that were in attendance. Um, and so my big four are probably going to be those big four that I just named uh, for 2023. Um, you know, I, I'm really driven by substance and, and driven by an opportunity to learn and get to know people and really network with people and new people. Um, and that's probably why I lean more towards going to VCon Consensus South by Southwest and Basel next year. Nice. And for new 
um, NFT artists, those who are maybe considering getting into the space right now. Uh, I always like to ask the question to those who have obviously had success. What would you recommend as far as advice and on the subject, since it's sort of part of the conversation right now in regards to conferences, are there any conferences where NFT artists, new emerging artists could come to get exposure and which ones do you think would be best suited for that? Yeah. um, Well, first and foremost, I want people to realize that patience is a a key virtue. You know, not everything is going to happen a million miles a minute, like a lot of times we expect it to in this space, right? Um, The other thing I really want to tell people is to just shoot your shot. I mean, probably 90% of the time it's going to be a no or you're not going to get a response. But 10% of the time you might, right? And uh, like I said before, if you really come to uh, a potential partner with a good solid plan, something that's really been well thought out and well organized, you know, the chances of that being a yes, I think are certainly higher. Um, We actually hired our, our content director, Steph, because he just reached out to us. He sent me a DM and, uh, you know, the way he, he worded himself and the way he, he sounded just so, um, genuine really spoke to me. And I was like, Oh, I got to give this kid an interview and like, see what he's all about and just adored him. So he, that's part of why we hired him. Um, and that could be you, um, in regards to people being new to the space and what conferences would be best to really learn from. Um, you know, I think bar none it's VCon. Um, I think VCon, if you're really wanting to learn about the crypto space, if you're really wanting to learn about the NFT space, that is the one to go to because you get a really solid grasp on culture, on education. Um, and not only that, you get to get involved with a really friendly community, uh, being the VFriends community. Um, I think it was probably the conference with the greatest, uh, sparkle magic positivity behind it. Uh, and I think that anybody who would be in attendance to a NFT conference for the first time would find themselves walking away from VCon with a very uh, happy set of butterflies in their tummy and probably a lot of new friends, uh, especially with the way they had that uh, contact. Did you guys go to, y'all were at VCon, how they had the contact thing in the app where you could like yeah. get people's contact information and walk away with like their social handles and yada, yada. Uh, I found that super helpful for being able to just go back and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that person. Let me go friend them on Twitter or yada, yada. Um, so that's the one, sorry if I just droned on. No, not at all. And you know, I know you were very busy at the, the VCon having NFT land, having that whole activation, but what was kind of like the most interesting maybe panel that you got to check out if you did get to check any out or person that you met, like what was your experience like? So, uh, <laughs> I only got to go to, I think two panels. Cause I was like literally at our booth the entirety. Of I walked the by month. your booth like three times. I'm like, lines too long, lines too long. Finally, I got yeah. my spot and got to chat to you, but yeah, I was literally at our booth the entire time. Uh, but I went to Amber's panel, um, and I went to, uh, gosh, one other panel and I can't remember what it was right now, but, um, man, they were really good. Like I, even just looking back on like little snippets that like our content director, Steph, he like videoed some of the uh, panels and sent me snippets of some of them because I I wanted to see what they were all about. They were just really substantive. They were really good. And, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to meet a lot of people that I've really admired for a long time for the first time, like Pablo Stanley. I got to meet Carly P. Riley. I got to meet Sean Doris. Um, People that, you know, are 
either just getting into the NFT space or people who were outside of the NFT space. Um, it was really, really cool to kind of finally see people for the first time. I feel like I can't pick like one favorite human though. Um, I will tell you one kind of funny bummer story was, uh, all of us speakers got an opportunity to get photographed by Jeremy Cowart, which I'm sure everybody mm. and their sister knows who Jeremy Cowart is because he's a phenomenal photographer. Um, and so back in like the back end of the stadium, we got to go by his booth and, and get photographed by him. Um, and I was running on like 0.000% of sleep. Um, and so my brain was like, I don't even know where. And so I got to go get photographed by Jeremy and he was like, okay, strike a pose. And so I was like, okay. And I'm one of those people that when you take a picture of me, I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> um, and so I was like, and I held my elbow and my arm like up on my shoulder and <laughs> I got the photos back and I was looking at them and I was like, what on earth was I doing? And I sent it to our whole team and our team were just like, like, did your arm break? Like, was it hurting? Like, what was going on? So that was uh, a fun story from VCon. I was so bummed that, like, I finally got this opportunity to get photographed by Jeremy Cowart. And I'm, like, holding my arm, like, I don't know what I'm doing with this, but here it is. Uh, so, yeah. Can you send us that so we can use it for the thumbnail for this episode? <laughs> yes, it's, like, the worst picture of me you'll ever see. I have, like, bags under my eyes, like, like it's going out of business and I'm holding my arm up like I've lost all function in it. Uh, so yeah, I'll happily send that that <laughs> comical piece of, of work to you. <laughs> well, the, the, Jeremy's the skills are are bar none in it. It's me that's the problem <laughs> in this photo. Just, just to clarify that. <laughs> the, true, the true story is hilarious on its own, but I feel like you need to come up with some sort of like, yeah, he smacked my funny bone. He thought, I, I don't know. Something, we need, we need something. Uh, so that, and then you can share those photos forever. And back yeah, you know what? I'll come up with like a really story. great story. Like, yeah. you know, somebody was coming at like this celebrity <laughs> backstage and I was like, no. And for some reason I'm a righty, but I decided to go out on the left hook <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, I had to hold my arm, you know, to support it. Sadness. Uh, yeah, now I'll have talking. to come up with something then, better than that. And then you release the NFT collection of you know, <laughs> of the, just yeah. uh, broken arms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> NFT collection. Yeah, uh, well, y'all are hearing it first here. Back, yeah, by the way, is basically created. We're yes, good, good yeah. job on the lore creation here, guys. Very well done. P.S. I've not told that story to literally anybody except for our women and weapons team. So first heard here. First heard here. That wonderful nugget of I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, we're getting to we're getting to the end of this, but uh, before we get to our final segment, um, I did want to ask, you know, what's the future for women and weapons? Whatever you can uh, spill the beans on, what can we expect to see? Yeah, um, the future of women and weapons is going to be continuing to work really, really hard on uh, Nova, really bringing Nova to life, bringing our characters to life. Um, because like I said, you know, this is something that's going to allow us to give back to our community and hopefully introduce new people to the women and weapons community. Um, but also just continuing to brand build and really make women and weapons more known Uh you know, outside of just the NFT and the Web3 space, uh, bringing more and more eyes to our community, giving back to our community. Um, those are some of our most Im imminent plans as well as, you know, hopeful upcoming brand partnerships. Uh, so yeah, uh, beyond grateful for our community for always standing behind us and being there for us. And I hope that they know that we're always there for them too. Before we get into the, the final segment of questions, I want to ask, 
outside of obviously women and weapons, you can't answer your own project, but like what, what NFTs are you into as a purchaser or like a project or something like that? That's got your attention right now. Yeah. Um, so right now off the top of my head, uh, I'm really excited for, um, Power of Women's new launch they have coming out soon. Basically anything Amber Vittoria. I'm sure many people know that I've got her shirt on right now. Um, and, you know, I'm always going to be a big believer and collector of um, independent artists and one of one artwork, which I know like one of one is kind of becoming more and more of a taboo term, but independent artwork. Um, and so with women and weapons, we've we've been working on our patron wallet, you know, buying and purchasing artworks, one of one pieces from up and coming artists from around the globe. And so uh, for me, outside of just projects, I want to really continue supporting uh, individual and independent artists and buying their artwork because I truly love it. And I don't have enough room on my walls to put all of the art up, but I do have plenty of room in my wallet. Um, and I can always change out that artwork now that we have uh, really cool displays that we can do that with. Um, but I hope that also, you know, all my gals, boss beauties, world of women, women rise, all of them always know that I support them. And, uh, they're certainly some of my other very favorite, uh, communities as well as V friends. Gotta love my V friends. Uh, so yeah. When we had Amber Vittoria on the podcast, her answer was you for the underrated Aww. project. So the love is going both ways. Well, as Alf mentioned, we have a segment which you're familiar with that we ask every guest at the end of the podcast called You Had Me at Crypto 3 Rapid Fire Questions. Now, what we did is we dug up your previous answers. Oh, Lord. And we're going to see if you want to make some revisions or keep the Ooh. same. So Ulf's going to ask you those. Yeah. Okay. All right. First question. Who's your favorite person to follow in the crypto space? And your previous answer was Gary V and Amber Vittoria. So... If we were to get a new answer out of you today, what would that be? Probably still Gary V and Amber Vittoria. You should have had me answer first and we could have seen if the answer oh, yeah. was the same okay. as it was last we'll, time. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that for the next <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah right. definitely, right. definitely Gary Same and Amber. Answer, yeah. uh, oh, can I add one though? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Betty, Betty and Bobby, mm. Betty and Bobby both, Bobby Hundreds, they're both just full of hot takes and brain power. I'm just obsessed with them, basically. Obviously, also wearing a hundred shirt, uh, hundreds and Amber Vittoria collab. Uh, so yeah, there's now four humans. And Betty's with dead fellas? Is dead that fellas, right? yes, okay, which gotcha. I'm also obsessed with. <laughs> nice. All right. Question two, what will the price of Bitcoin be 10 years from now? God, I remember screwing up so hard. <laughs> we, on this one last up? Year. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I, uh, no, there was. Yeah, no, you do remember, right? <laughs> I, hope your, I hope your screw up answer is not correct because that would be really depressing. But we'll that get to that in a second. Really yeah. depressing. I'm going to say 100K plus. 100K plus. All yeah, right. Because if, okay, I, I correct me if I'm wrong on this fact, but I believe by 2050, there's only going to be like 0.02 Bitcoin for each human on planet earth. Am I correct on that fact? I don't know the math, but that sounds probably right. Like there will only ever be 21 million. So yes. whatever divisiveness that is by how many people. So last time you said quick, you quickly corrected yourself. You said 12 K, but I think you were thinking of Ethereum, what the price yes. of Ethereum would be. And then you changed it to 112. So that's pretty similar to what you just yeah, said. You're so still about on point right. here. Yeah. And I'm probably super wrong. So everybody please 
disregard my answer on that one. <laughs> oh, in 2031, we're going to play this clip and tag you. And so we'll see you. <laughs> Everybody's I'm, probably really wrong when we ask this question. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. Third question. What is the most underrated coin or project in crypto? Ah, mm. oh, man. I always feel like I should prepare for that question. Um Hmm. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire and I'm moving quite slowly. So I no, apologize no, no. on that. Uh, I don't feel like to me they're underrated, but I don't know, maybe other people feel this way, but I want to say dead fellas. Uh, I think they are just smashing it out of the park in regards to, you know, everything that they're offering to their community, the way that they're brand building um, and the way that they're really leading with such an intelligent uh, foot forward. Um if everybody's not already paying attention to them, they probably should be. Nice. And your previous answer was Women Rise. Ah, I love them too. There you <laughs> I go. love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, Sarah, we love you. Thank you so much for coming back on our podcast. We enjoyed having you for this episode of Show Me the Crypto. Uh, thank you guys so much. This uh, round two feels like a really big hug. So thank you so much again for having me on. Thank you for listening to Show Me the Crypto. Please make sure to subscribe as well as rate and review this podcast.